Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the Run to Daylight Football Funcast with your host, Todd Burroughs. I'm your host, Todd Burrows. We are week 14. We are getting near the end, and it is not a pleasant thought. It's been a very fun season with a lot of ups and downs. Um, For those of you who don't know, I'm just a guy when it comes to DFS. I've uh, tried to incorporate some better process this year combining JM to wins strategies along with uh, Daily Roto's uh, projections. And I've really narrowed my focus on what I listen to, and it, it led me to a very good year so far, but the last three weeks have been tough. Uh, three, three losing weeks in a row, I thought about not podcasting, and then I said, well, I'm a normal guy. That's when it comes to DFS. You know, best ball, I feel like I got I got things figured out pretty good. But uh, DFS uh, can be tough. So uh, thought about my process, thought about some of the things that I might have done wrong. Um, not too much process-wise, I found. The one thing is that because I got, I won't say lucky, but a lot of my cheap plays early in the season who had good floor-ceiling combos, hit I think that I got a little bit away from the floor part of the floor ceiling combo uh, which is crucial to uh, JM to wins theories so um, this week I was on Nick Mullins most of the week and then I just said you know what I do believe in him but he's a GPP play he's not a cash and single entry guy part of what made it so difficult was I like to stack even in cash, because, you know, I do use one lineup uh, for the most part, uh, main lineup with heavy ownership like JM to win talks about. And this week it was really tough to pick a quarterback. Um, I don't think that there's any quarterback that just jumps off the page at you, except maybe Ben. And even Ben, you know, he's been better on the road this year, but he he's been on the road and they could blow out um, Oakland, and you see a lot of Stephen Ridley in the fourth quarter. So um, this is a tricky week. One of the trickier weeks that I found what made it worse was almost every lineup I tried to make was $100 short. I don't know that there's anything more frustrating with that than that. Um, I like Aaron Rodgers more than Watson, uh, but it's going to be cold there. We don't know how Joe Philbin is going to act. And it could be an Aaron, Ro- uh, an Aaron Jones, not an Aaron Rodgers day. So those are all things against Rodgers. 
And I love Devontae Adams this week, and I had him in my original cash game lineup. But he's 8,400. So um, I ended up with Watson and Hopkins. And, I, you know, I won a lot of money with Watson early in the year. He was the quarterback on my five grand team and uh, with Will Fuller at that time. Well, we know Fuller is gone. Kiki Kute is coming off injury. This is a game where I think playing against Andrew Luck, even in division, they're going to have to throw more than they have recently. I don't know that the run game is going to be as effective against Indy. So um, Nuck could definitely be peppered with targets. I think he's a better cash game play than Adams. And I don't think I lose much dropping down that $100 to um, Watson. Um I do have Nick Mullins in GPPs. If you guys were on the Mitch Trubisky train with me earlier in the year, he's no Mitch Trubisky. Uh, But I like him with Dante Pettis. I think that Pettis has the ability to go off. Um, Pierre Garçon is out. And I think the people who, few people who stack Mullins are going to stack him with Kittle. And I think that Godwin, Goodwin, and Kittle are also good GPP plays, and I've got them all in there. Uh, but mainly when I play Mullen, it's Mullins, it's with uh, Dante Pettis. All right, so let's look at running back. Running back is really interesting this week, and it leads us to the Odell Beckham not playing. Um, and I wish I had an answer for you. I I wish I could say, well, this means you lock in Saquon Barkley, or it doesn't matter. And I've heard a bunch of thoughts about this and how the whole giant offense might be less efficient. The the counter-argument to the Giants' offense being less efficient is they're playing Mark Sanchez, and there could be some nice short fields, Uh, so... In a in a in a vacuum, yes, the Giants are going to be less efficient. But playing against a team that's pretty decimated with Mark Sanchez and Adrian Peterson as the main offensive weapons, um, there's a decent chance that the Giants get some short fields, and and that even if they're not efficient, the Redskins won't be either, and the Giants will still get a, a good number of tries which could mean a lot of dump-offs and runs for Saquon Barkley. I love Barkley. Uh, He's in that tier with Christian McCaffrey and Ezekiel Elliott in a bubble. I would go with Barkley. It didn't work out for me on my main team. Um, And I like McCaffrey, too. I've got 15% of Barkley right now. I might try and tweak that up a little bit. I've got... um, 22% 22% of McCaffrey, which is a little more than I had the last two weeks when he killed me, um, but probably not enough. But again, to make a good lineup, when um, we'll go through it. So um, Zeke is in my, I've got 53% of Zeke. So that's on the top end. I tried everything in my power to get two of these guys into my lineups. You know, if you go down from Adams or Hopkins, to um, to get up at running back, you have to make too many other sacrifices, I felt. Um, I think it's a great strategy if you can figure out a better way. I mean, but even with Mullins as my quarterback, I just couldn't get two of these guys in and feel good about a lineup. Um, 
so that takes us down to the Aaron Jones and Philip Lindsay tier. Um, I'm a huge Aaron Jones supporter, if you guys know, but 7,200 and trusting Joe Philbin and Aaron Jones might have a lot to prove. You know, it's just not the floor that I personally want in a cash or single entry, and I ended up down on Philip Lindsay. So um, Lindsay is in about 53% of my lineups right now. Um, they lost Emmanuel Sanders. San Francisco's not a good defense. I just think that Lindsay at 6,300 has a, a very good floor, and we, we've seen his upside. So uh, the floor is, the ceiling's a little weaker than I would like, but it's definitely a lot better than some of the, you know, the cheap running backs, the three cheap running backs who we'll get to next. Um, I'm really uh, not looking too much else. I do have some Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb is really contrarian for uh, some GPPs. <clears throat> and, you know, he could even be in a cash game lineup, I think. So um, that really gets us down to the three, uh, Jalen Samuels, Wilson, and Justin Jackson. If you followed my podcast in the off season, you know I'm a big Justin Jackson guy. But Eckler is there too many ways for him to um, fail in a cash or single entry lineup for me personally, but I have a good amount of him in GPPs. Wilson is the safest, but for floor, because he should get plenty of touches, but he has the weakest ceiling. And I feel like Samuels is the guy who gives you both. He gives you, you know, he should be able to catch four for 40, and get 30 yards rushing, 11 points. He's not going to kill you with his floor. And we all know what that running back in that offense could do. I mean, he, he you know, it wouldn't shock anyone if he put up 30 points. So um, right now he is my main guy. He's the guy I've got the most ownership on the whole slate on. Um, and that'll do it for running back. <clears throat> Wide receivers, uh, Keenan Allen is a very good play. I don't have enough of him probably. Um, but, you know, I'm splitting that top ownership between Hopkins, Allens, and Adams, sprinkling in a little bit of Hill. <clears throat> in the next tier, I'm not playing T.Y. Hilton much, if at all. Uh, great spot, but he went on the road a few weeks back. He was pretty heavily owned against Oakland and completely dudded. He's got a history of not being great on the road. You end add in the injury, and I would rather have Philip Lindsay in that price point than Hilton. And most lineups with all the cheap value out there, you can pivot. So put me down for um, Lindsay over Hilton. Um, other wide receivers, you get down to that. Let's see, is there anyone in the mid-range? Uh, for me, I mean, I think Amari Cooper is a good GPP play. I think DJ Moore is a good GPP play. Um, you get down to Godwin and Humphreys. So they say that there might be some rain. The Saints have been a better defense. I've even read a little bit where they might double cover Evans and put Lattimore on Godwin. I'm still pretty heavily invested in Godwin. I think don't forget about Humphreys, but again, with 
trying to make a lineup, it's hard to fit both of them. Um, you go down a little bit. I think Golden Tate is in play in cash uh, because he's been getting peppered with targets. He's got another week under his belt. I don't have much of him, but he's someone I had in serious consideration. I just think too much other value has opened up. Cortland Sutton was expected to be the chalk. Um, I guess I could see him hitting his ceiling in this game, but with a heavy ownership on him, I'm passing. Sterling Shepard, again, I'm underweight. I would have loved to have gotten up to him with my last uh, roster spot. It just didn't work. And um, now, you know, you've got Barkley, so it's really hard to say, well, OBJ's out, Shepard's going to crush but he is a very, very solid play with a, a meh floor. Um, I like Dante Pettis, as I mentioned. I think that he is a good choice at 4,400. I think he's a great pivot off of Shepard and Sutton, uh, which I've done in a lot of lineups. I think Curtis Samuel is a great pivot if you need a couple hundred bucks more. I think that he has scored over 10 points three weeks in a row. He's 4K. They're scheming to get him the ball. He gets a few runs. He gets a few passes. He could break one at any second. Um, He will avoid, I think, for the most part, being covered by DJ Ward, and that could be good for him as well. So I I, I think that he is the sneakiest of the lower-end guys, you definitely also have Zay Jones in that area. Um, you know, I didn't talk about Josh Allen, but Josh Allen is certainly in play for me. Uh, cash or GPP uh, didn't work out for me, but uh, roster construction-wise, because I feel like you gotta, if you're gonna play Josh Allen, I, I feel like you you almost have to play Jones and Foster, and that you know that takes you off of all of the cheap running backs. So. Um, for a main build, uh, GPPs, I think you can go all three. Uh, other guys to consider down there, um, I think Foster is a great GPP play. Um, he, you know, I, I saw someone playing Deshaun Hamilton, who's going to be the third guy on a not great offense. Um, I'm just hoping that the the answer is that Denver needs an explosive guy and the most explosive guy on that team isn't Sutton at this point. It's Philip Lindsay. Um, so that is pretty much wide receiver. Is there any, Oh, you could go Conley. Chris Conley's a reasonable choice at 3,800. Um, I think he's got some upside this week and he'll have much lower ownership. I'm not on Bruce Ellington this week. Um, the opto was I'm not. I wish I had a little more Shepard. I might do a couple more tweaks there. Tight end, uh, the big three. Uh, I think Kels and Ebron are clearly um, the way to go. Last week I went down um, to Ebron and Kels killed me. Uh, It's still process-wise was a, a good move, I think. Um, you know, Ebron at 4200 this week, there's only $1,000 difference. And, yeah, it's a better spot for Ebron, but I found the way to get up to Kelsey. He's probably the most underpriced guy on the slate, and it's always good to get that guy on your roster. So um, definitely some systemic risk um, that they're just not that good today at home against a very tough Baltimore defense. 
but with Watkins out and Kareem Hunt gone, uh, it's hard for me to see Kels failing, and we all know that the ceiling is incredible, and Baltimore has not been great against tight ends. Um, Kittle is third for me, clearly. I think Rob Gronkowski is a great GPP play because, you know, He's 4,800, and most people are going to be paying up. Uh, lower in the in the field, I think uh, Engram is a good GPP play. I think Vance McDonald, David Njoku, all those guys I kicked the tires on for cash and ultimately felt that I needed to pay up, that that $3,000 was better spent moving up to Kels than it was, um, you know, let's say dropping from Lindsay to a second cheap running back, that type of thing. So um, in my main, that's the way that I went. Uh, I think Christopher Herndon is a cheap guy in play, and I think that Ben Watson is a GPP play. So that really takes us through the tight end position on a week where there's so many different options at the first three positions. Tight end is pretty narrow. Defense, I wish I had the money for the Chargers in more lineups. I don't. I like the Chiefs' defense a lot. If Matthew Stafford sits, I think the Cardinals, I'm going to have to find a way. I think I'll have to give up a couple hundred bucks at wide receiver. Uh, I've hated thinking about getting off of Godwin, but that could do it. Um, I could also drop down from my third wide receiver. Um, There's another choice, but... Um, right now I'm on the Green Bay Packers uh, as my main team defense, not by choice, but just I, I, I didn't have the 200 to get to the Chiefs. I think the Bills are obviously in play. The Jets are obviously in play. Um, always home defenses are in play. So, you know, the Redskins are a team that, that could be in play. The Saints are very good on the opto, but I'm not interested in the Saints. Um, I think Jameis has been a little more careful. So, And the Giants' defense against Mark Sanchez, I, I have a good bit of the Giants. So um, those are my thoughts on the weeks, guys. I hope you all have a good week, and hopefully I can get back into the green. And that will do it for the Run to Daylight podcast week 14. Thanks for listening.